0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another edition of Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. My name is Mark Zarianis. I'm your host. I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine, and I'm a third Don Black Belt. Today's guest is Jesse V. Johnson, a stuntman, writer, director, stunt choreographer, and genre revolutionizing individual jesse v johnson started out doing stunts in such high budget high profile blockbuster films as total recall terminator 3 galaxy quest charlie's angels thor the amazing spider-man film series and many more but it's his work on lower budget action films such as charlie valentine savage dog the accident man the debt collector triple threat and avengement that have really revolutionized the genre. Jesse talks to us today about his martial arts training, his transition from competition to stunt work to writing and directing. And he talks to us about his unique approach to transforming action films, in particular martial arts action films, from being simply films that are driven by the the action and the fights to ones that have a strong balance of script cinematography, dialogue, and good action. He is someone to watch. His films are exciting, engaging, and all worth your investment of time. With that being said, I turn it over to my conversation with the very colorful Jesse V. Johnson.
1: We are very fortunate today to be speaking to Jesse V. Johnson, who is writer, director, uh, producer, former stuntman, I don't think you're doing stunts currently, but, but uh, I guess you're always a stuntman, um, and, and we are speaking to him today from, uh, he's in California. Jesse, thank you so much for talking to us. My pleasure, my pleasure. Really, really pleased to be here. Great. So today, the day that we're taping, not the day we're releasing, is the day actually that Avengement is uh, launched in the local markets here on uh, Netflix, and I've spent probably the last week uh, going to Jesse V. Johnson University. Really uh, re- going back and rewatching a number of the, the things that I've seen already, and, and doing some reading. So thank you for talking to
2: us. My pleasure, my pleasure. And uh, thank you for taking the time to go have a look at those old
1: ones. No, it's been great. So I wanted to start quickly with your um, a little bit of your of your background. I understand that you have some martial arts background. From what I saw, it looked like a little bit in um, the area of uh, kung fu. Is that that' is that correct uh,
2: I was actually obsessed with martial arts I, I loved it from an early age uh, I sort entered the dragon and uh, huge huge fan of, of, of screen martial arts and, and I think when I grew up it was a you know the Stephen Stephen Hayes ninja you know Academy for the books by by uh, him and were very very popular so I, I was I was enormously enormously in, involved and interested in it I studied loud art Kung uh, That was one that I sort of really got excited about, competed at at the tournament level. Uh, but I did cross train and and Jiu Jitsu and, and a little bit of the eye sword work mm-hmm. and Muay Thai. Uh, it was it, it, you know it was a good time. There were there were a lot of schools around me growing up in England, and uh, I really really enjoyed it and, and did a lot of it. I, I competing uh, did pretty well, uh, and then turned sixteen and, and there was money involved in the in the, uh, the winds and that didn't go so well i had sure. three epic three epic losses uh, one of which my parents attended and were horrified by it uh, but it was a, it was a lot of fun i think it's i think it's a great thing for a young man to do we, we have way too much testosterone and we, uh, we carry excessive amounts of it around and i think you know physical contact sports are, are absolutely imperative for, for Young men, I, I, I don't think was I don't I, I don't think there's a reason not to do them, and uh, it was really really helpful and useful for me. You know, just recently, uh, my I found out my two teachers from England, Neville Wade and Kevin Burrows, who were both in the US. Both, I contacted both and sort of thanked them and said, he, he took a very errant young man and, and put him back on the rails, and you know helped him helped him get back together. Uh, so it was very good for me. I definitely it went to the mountain. It was a you know it was an actual. Uh, segue into, into stunt work to so have had that grounding, you know, uh, remembering forms and remembering sets, which is what you have to do to obtain, you know, uh, qualifications for your next belt or sash is very, very similar to, to sort of taking on a, a fight scene and learning choreography. Uh, just, the similarities are actually very, very straightforward and obvious when you, when you, when you have it. Uh, the actual contact fighting, I don't think it's much, you know, it's useful getting punched in the face. Sure. It doesn't hurt as much as you think it's going to hurt. And, and that's a good way for getting your head around potential injury. But really the, it's the learning of sets and routines and cutter where, you know, the uh, uh, usefulness and stunts you know, really plays, plays in. You. Uh, so it was, it was useful to me. That's
1: great. And that's a very interesting perspective on it. And one, one that I haven't heard. So um, that, that, that's uh... That, that's great, especially for the, all of those folks that are that are actively studying for um, for Taekwondo, for the the, the Pumse or the forms, the forms teams, and which have taken on a, a much more of a prominent um, nature. So tell me, I was talking um, recently with Stephen Stephen Lambert about uh, his experience, and he had been a competitive martial artist and had gotten identified by Chuck Norris to work on a film. He had no great desire in his youth to. Uh, to, to be in martial arts films or do do stunts or stunt coordinating, but his martial arts uh, training is what sort of led him into that into a life of, um, of that uh, on, on the west coast. How did you make the transition from from being a martial artist and, and a competitor into um, actually making that transition into, is it something that you always wanted to do, or was it a simil- similar story? I was story?
2: obsessed with movies. I, I've, I've loved movies since an early age. I always wanted to make them always wanted to be a part of them. And, and, and you know, I, I'm an obsessive compulsive character, so I, I, I wanted to do that, so it was never a question for me. Uh, I've worked with people, i worked with them on Galaxy Quest, and I think i worked with, him with a, number of, a number of other pictures. He's a very nice guy, a very, very mm-hmm. capable martial artist, but one of one of the guys who hired Stephen, Vic Armstrong, who hired him for the Indiana Jones movie, he's my uncle. Sure. I, oh, wow. I had obviously, a, uh, you know, my family are very heavily involved in motion pictures. Vic's, Vic's father, my grandfather, you know, supplied horses for movies. They did Juan's Daughter, which is a in clean picture. So we go back quite a few generations and now have, I think, nine or ten cousins involved in the industry in some form or, you know, another, mainly stunts and, and action design. So I think I was one of the first of the the third generation to to get into it. And uh, I desperately wanted to be a a commando. That was where I thought I was going to go into the War Marine Commandos. And I'd done the potential recruit course at Limpson and did very well with that, but had some issues. Uh, (laughs) I I ran with a new pair of boots, which is something you never do. So boots lifted my feet, got got me physically ill, and put me in hospital for the weekend at that point. Uh, you're you're out of the potential recruit course, and Vic saw me and said, "Are you out of your mind? Why don't you come and work on a movie?" You know, it's much more to make <laughs> money. But, you know, because they have a, my family has a natural disdain for the services. You know, uh, I'm not sure why it's just just something that happens, and, and so I I went and worked for him on Turtle Recall. off. Uh, I was only 16 or just 17 years old. I got out there, and I remember getting him first times loads of pay and looking at it and sort of money and thinking just. Not really that much more, you know, than, you know a bit, bit more, but, but not much more. than I earn if I was, in, and they said, no, no, that's your per And The actual paycheck is twenty one hundred a month, a, a week. <laughs> so, oh wow! Oh and at that point, there was no looking back. You know, <laughs> yeah, that uh, that makes that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm more mercenary than I, than I would like to admit, but it was fantastic, and it was a really, really good way to start, especially with Arnold doing doing that one. It was the old. It's the last of the old guard are sort of going through. You said a lot of older stunt guys were telling stories that were going back to the 60s and 70s, which was like Nirvana for me, listening to stories of Jim you know, Coburn and McQueen and, you know, Eastwood and how they did their pictures and how this stunt was done and how you know, this guy got into the business by jumping out of an airplane to a car, and, you know, shattering both his ankles. It was adventurous and stuff. It was great. And so, I, I, you know, for me, that was the end of any kind of aspirations to be a member of any. Government commando unit, and it was uh, much more fun to take to it and play make believe. It was real and the pay was a lot better. And you know, all in all, just a much more glamorous lifestyle. And uh, and with a view to becoming a director, which happened a little later when you have the kind of money that you can make for it's front you work, you're able to take some time off, and you're able to write scripts and you know focus on what it is you want to do in the big picture. You know, because it's you're very lucky that it's, it's quite a quite a good paying gig. You know, uh, sure, and you can get the work and keep employed and don't hurt yourself, you can, you can really make quite a living doing it. And as a young man, especially, it's, uh, it's, it's not really much like it that I can think of. it uh, It's really, really, really a fun a fun apprenticeship uh, for about 10 years and worked very, very hard and studied hard and, you know, went back and re- re-brushed off my martial arts, particularly taekwondo, actually, funnily enough, I went to Curia County in Los Angeles and, and studied up and... Found a good school and and it was very very helpful. Uh, I found, found Taekwondo and uh, and wushu particularly useful as I, as I mentioned earlier because the forms are very uh, you know are quite rigid and, and uh it's part of the discipline and and that part of your brain that you know the the part that you know remembers choreography, remembers moves, remembers technique, and remembers how you should stand and where your feet should be and how you should be aligned. It's very very similar to to film fighting and film choreography. Very, very useful to do that and, and of you know, brush off those skills, shall we say? Uh, actual combat and, and sort of sparring—it's useful. It's useful for an aerobic exercise, and it's useful, as I say, for, uh, for keeping on your toes and reminding you, of, you know, what, what pain is. But to be honest, as I said, it's really the forms and, and technique and preciseness that, that comes into play as a, stunt, as a stuntman. That's great. So That's great to time. hear. I really enjoyed it. It's interesting. A lot of the top stunt guys I work with all, all have a taekwondo basis. You know, Garrett Warren and, and uh, Il-Ram Choy and, and these guys are really at the very very top of their game. Uh, it's 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 taekwondo, uh, and I believe uh, Jerry Trimble has a taekwondo background. Clay, Clayton Barber as well as taekwondo, I think, sort of the Olympic team. You know, uh, he sure got the Creed tree. Even a good friend, uh, and so there's, there's no. There's no accident that that particular you know particular style lends itself very very well to stunt work and, and uh, uh, for me it was very very helpful to go back and do a, you know, a course in taekwondo and remember it and, and just just bring it all back to the, the forefront and it was useful in movies you know uh, and still is it still is as a as a director of action movies I still watch what's going on and. Is, is important.
1: Absolutely, and that's great. And that leads me into. I'm moving around because there's so much to talk about in, in limited time. But your relationship with uh, Scott Atkins, who I'm going to talk a little bit more specifically about some of the films. But there's a great, obviously, kinship and camaraderie there. And and I've listened to you speak about the fact that, that you know, it's more than simply just a uh, happenstance that you guys end up working together, um, so much. But how would you how do you end up coming to? Um, be aligned together with Scott in terms of the films that, that you guys have become so famous for?
2: Uh, well, it's a two-part, two-part answer. The first part is uh, Isaac Florentine introduced me uh, in, the old, you know, in the old days when Scott was still very young and still going between stunt work and, and you know small parts, acting parts. I was doing a very, very low-budget film called Pit Fighter. Uh, and Isaac called me and said, you have to meet this English guy. He's from your neck of the woods. You know, he's very good. I've always respected everything Isaac has to say. You know, he's, he's older than me. And uh, I look up, look up to him in many ways, uh, trailblaze, with regard to making uh, martial arts films that actually have some kind of substance beyond just the vices, You know, uh, for the longest time, martial arts films were almost pornography. They were very poorly made, by very and poorly directed and poorly acted. Uh, and it made making those kind of films very difficult because you'd say, "I want to make it martial arts films," and people would say, "Oh, but they're so terrible." You know, Isaac was one of the first to take any kind of care and and, and sort of pride in the work, and so you know he 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 set that trail, you know, which is now being followed by you know, by the John Wicks and all those kind of films. But it was Isaac sure. that, that started that, started that, and so he he recommended I meet him. I met him. I put him in the film very very quickly in that film, and. And it was, you know, we talked about projects for so some time afterwards. Every every year, we'd, we'd chat a little bit, you know, what you're doing, is anything going on, anything interesting. Uh, we almost worked together two or three times, uh, whether it's the script or the producers involved or whatever. It didn't work out until finally I had the Savage Dog script and I took it to uh, a producer that was wanting to work with me. And I had an actor attached and they didn't like that actor. Or, or not, they didn't like him, but there wasn't enough value in foreign sales to make it uh, worthy of, of financing and they said, Look, if you can get Scott, we'll make the movie. And so I called him and I sent him the scripts and he called me back and said, I think this is the one. Uh, and we worked together. And it's good. It was a bit forced to start with as we felt felt each other out because we both are very disciplined and uh, and have, have a particular view of how film should be put together and and it didn't knit to start with. But out of the friction we realized that something good was coming. You know, something else had, had come. It was the it was the Blending of our two styles and, and the coming together of two particular mindsets and, and it worked, it worked well. I watched very carefully over certain aspects and he watched very carefully over other aspects where I, I was less, less, you know, and so the two of us together worked very well in unison, uh, and we've come to respect each other's uh, viewpoints, not without always agreeing particularly. Uh, and that's a good thing in a, in a partner. You don't want to always be coming from the same place because then your films are going to watch the same. And what's very important for both of us is that we build we, we new ground and we, we experiment and we, we push the boundaries and we go places where we're uncomfortable and unsafe. Uh, and, and this is, this is tricky. You know, a lot of time people see the movie and they're like, oh, it's not what we expect. And then a year goes by, and people are talking about the film as a classic movie, you know, oh, it's a classic. Sure. And Atkins. And, and but when it came out, no one knew what they were thinking. They were, they were <laughs> hated it, you know. And, and and that's a good thing, and it's a difficult thing as well because people want you to repeat what you've done, you know. They want you to repeat exactly what you.
1: Formulaic, done. right? Formulaic.
2: Yeah, and and but, but they don't really. What they really want is to see new new material. Sure. But in a familiar way, you know. Uh, that- so the, the film we have coming up, we're, we're talking about a completely different style and a completely different uh, methodology, and it's, it's nerve-wracking. I'm at the at the moment, actually, sitting at this garden, and, and, and you know, Scott's talked to me about how he wants to shoot the action, and I, and, and it's nerve-wracking. I said, you know, it's terrifying, but yes, let's do it that way. And not only that, but let's shoot the whole movie that way. Let's, you know, let's let's go, let's go, go where we haven't gone before. And, and Scott's answer is like, hell yes, let's fucking do it, you know, and let's go be bold. Right. Uh, and it's, it's now we've now having said that, we've got to work out and it, 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 it's work. It's hard work to make these films and, and to make them interesting and make them different each time. And it is, it is, it's a challenge, but it's exciting, you know, and it's good. It's great when you find a partner and it's not just Scott, it's Stu, the writer and John, our DP, you know, and, and typically Sean, the guy that writes the music, uh, all of us come together and it's, it's a, it's a blending and every, everyone kicks in and puts the same amount of, you know, uh, hard work in you know and, and that's how movies are made they're not made by accident, you know
1: that's uh, that's that's really interesting and i and and it, it you touched on a lot of different points there that i think uh, are, are worthy of talking about and things that have, that have sort of been on my mind uh, savage dog which was the first one uh, that i had seen which which is a phenomenal film and and it, it happens to also have uh, a friend of the show which is uh kung lee in uh in, 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 the, in the film, I, I, I didn't know when I had seen the film that he was in it and uh, he did a phenomenal job and, and he's been a, a friend of ours for a long time. Um, but that film put next to The Debt Collector, put next to Triple Threat, put next to uh, uh, Avengement are all phenomenal films, but they all are so very different in, in many ways. And I was going to ask you, in lining those films up, what is what is what do you feel aside from the fact that Scott's in there? What is the common thread that ties all those together? Because you're 100% right that if someone were to walk into any one of those and expecting to see what the prior film was, they're all so different. Yeah, no, it's. it's, I
2: mean, we've, we've just done a sequel to Debt Collector, which which I had not really planned on doing, but then a script was presented and an idea, and it was like this could be a hell of a lot of fun. This could be interesting because there's a chance to do something rather good. So he did it, but I would not be able to tell you the threads. That would have to be something that you would come up with. And, and uh, as, a, as a viewer would, would, you know, that's what I would rely on you guys to do. The be That you know, for me, that he, you know, I, I, you know it, as I say, it would have to be something that someone else sure. would weave into it. For us, it's compelling characters and, and compelling story and, you know, and, and a film that entails mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, not only gives the die-hard martial arts fans what they want, but hopefully aspires to be something a little more as well, and gives you know something you can watch with your girlfriend or your or your friend that doesn't like martial arts movies, and he'll he'll find something he sure. digs too. In terms of themic threads, I I I I wouldn't I wouldn't try to weave anything in. You know, Jean-Luc and all like yeah, sure. You know, these are exciting films that we're just sure. trying not to repeat ourselves. And to be honest, trying to do the next one better than we did the last one. You know, not rest on our laurels. You know, uh, everyone was very happy when we made Accident Man*, and we wanted to be off to do something different for you know, with, with sure. The director, you know, and then you know, *Triple Threat* was a was tricky one. It was a, it was a uh, uh, I was given I wasn't I had my hands tied to a certain degree on that one, uh, I got to hire the bad guys. Uh, and beyond that, the casting decisions were very much art-like with the producing company. And it was very difficult because there were a lot of parts in there that were exciting, but ended up not being as exciting because, you know, the, the actor not speak English, you know, and was sure. And and, and that's all, that's, I understood the reasons why they did that, you know, and, and then they took the final film and we edited it to be more pleasing to a uh, Chinese audience. And the irony was, when the Chinese saw this they said no this is ridiculous and cut it out so China has a more authentic version of the movie to the West Coast <laughs> it's just, sure sure, sure. It's of those really, really irritating things but still there was enough of me and, and the guy's charisma in that film to make it sort of an entertaining 90 minutes but uh, but yeah with each film we tried to really push hard to make it better and more interesting than last that would be that's our modus and our Less less than dwelling in the past or, or trying to find any theme,
1: I, and I and, I and I think yeah, and I think they all stand alone as being now. The one thing that's interesting, um, two two things I wanted to, to comment on. One is that all of the films are are, 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 are very brutal in certain ways, and 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 certainly have um, a lot a lot of action. Avengement certainly being probably the most brutal brutal of them all. But the use of humor in the Debt Collector and in Triple Threat is a little bit different, I think, from uh, and that's just my, maybe my own my own viewing of it than, than some of the some of the other films. Was that something that was intentional on on your part in the sense that to uh, lighten some of the, the the action with some of the comedic elements of it, or is that just a product of that of those particular stories? Because I think it's a stark contrast, let's say, from Savage Dog and Avengement, which are. Are, are phenomenal films, but they really don't have a thread of really almost even
2: unintentional humor in them. You know, what I, mean? I thought adventure has some funny moments. In it. Maybe it's, maybe I'm a bit demented, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but no, I, I hear you. know it's it, it's intentional, of course. Uh, I think I think you need a light motif. You need a certain central irony if you're telling stories that are that are so bleak and so grim. Uh, obviously, there there exist very bleak and very grim movies that work. Wonderfully, and work beautifully without without ever having any life motifs. Uh, but for me and the way Scott and I think, and our particular sensibilities, we like it. when things get really dark is when we like a bit of a giggle, you know. And that's in real sure. life as well. When, you know, when you're down to the eleventh eleventh hour, and the you know, producer wants to pull the plug on you, you've got five minutes of filming time left and a seven minute scene. You know, even if you only shoot one take, it's going to go into every time. You just look at each other and we'll have a little laugh about it. That's, that's, not, that's not the moment to suddenly panic and start screaming and shouting and, and, and throwing things. You know, it's the moment that you have a little bit of English black humor. You know, uh, they, they called it the Blitz, humour know, when I was growing up, which is, you know, the Blitz was obviously when London was being bombed by, sure, by Hitler. And you would, people were living in the cellars, their houses were being leveled. Uh, and they came up with a plan of humor, which was the darkest of the dark, you know. But it was how it was how the human character managed to survive in such situations. And I believe in that wholeheartedly, you know. You know, as I said, I, I spent a long part of my life preparing for commando training with the Marine Commandos, and you sure. every every bit of history in Cockershell Bay to the Camacho Lake and Norway, and you know all these interesting stories. And if, if one thing separates the English Special Forces from any other, it's their black sense of humor at the darkest moment, you know, and, and it was, it's. but having said that, that was also part of their ability to survive in those particularly difficult scenarios. Sure. And I've always thought that that was important in movies. You know, you, you have, you know, two characters and it looks, you know, that wonderful line at the end of which casting the Sundance Kid where they're, you know, they're surrounded in the, you know, by the Mexican, you know, the Peruvian army and it's just the two of them. They know they're going to get massacred and they look at each other and say, well, I guess surrounding them's out of the question. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and, and moments like that are what make make an epic film. I think an epic story. You know, they don't take themselves that seriously, but but they take the situation seriously. Yeah. You know. Yeah, uh, the
1: ability the ability to treat it seriously but not be too
2: serious about your, about yourself. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. And I now, and I love that. And you'll see that creeping in. It didn't so much in Savage Dog because we were feeling each other out at that point. I didn't know sure. Scott. I, I to be honest, I didn't know Scott was such a great actor. You know, it took me a little while to realise that. Uh it, and and when I did, I jumped on it and you know, I've i made a made a good living for the last couple of years. Milking the fact that Scott is a phenomenal actor, he will, he will come in knowing six, seven pages of dialogue, and be able to you know alter a word here and nuance there. And you know he's he's one of the most dedicated and disciplined uh, craftsmen. You know in the business, people don't give him any respect because he also does martial arts and the action. And sure, for some reason, it's difficult for people to get their brain around that and grasp the fact that someone can be both and can be both very, very well. Uh, I'm sure in five or ten years' time there'll be retrospectives where people come back and go, "Oh my God, he was so fantastic! It was amazing!" And you know, but right now it's very difficult to get that respect, and I realise that's always difficult in in in, you know in a craft like ours. And so we just have to make a lot of movies where we bang it over people's heads, and they have to they have to appreciate the fact sooner or later. It was funny, you know, some of the reviews for Avengement, You know, this is an incredible movie, acting far better than it has any right to be and the photography is far better than it has any right to be <laughs> what kind of review is that you know
1: yeah, it's very, yeah it's, 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 it shows ex- expectation but i do think that it to some degree it comes out of you hit on a very important point earlier which is this comparison between martial arts and porn which i think is it you know makes me chuckle but is, is very very accurate in the sense that there is um you know uh, I'll, we'll, we'll throw a few lines of story in between a bunch of fights, and and mo- any martial artist will be happy to see that. But that's yeah. your turn. You're turning it on on its ear, which is one of the things I love about your films, which is that the um there that the story is the key elements and the acting are the key elements and the fighting is extremely high level. And again, sometimes there's, there's that other balance where, where in stories that have action, uh, they, they, they sacrifice and, and the fighting isn't realistic and it's done with only with stunt people and done from far away. But you've managed to have films that are gritty and, are, uh, realistic fight scenes and that the drama, the intensity and the acting is, is great. And I do think that that is genre transforming, and I agree with you that, that it it's first of all leading in the industry, but also will have people in in retrospect because people may not be as inclined to initially see the films because they go, well, it's a martial arts film. I have no, no interest in that, but it's much more than that. So it's one of the things I love about all
2: of your films. Thank you very much. That's the deepest compliment, and I take it very seriously, so thank you, Steph. Uh, That's a, exactly yeah. what we're trying to do, you know. Uh, well, you, and it's, it's, you, it's, you, it's fast. It's fast.
1: You're doing it very well. But let me hit on one other point, which is that, again, in speaking to people from various um, elements of, of uh, production, you know, certain films, this has become a, um, a much greater challenge to some degree. I spoke to Mindy Kelly, who did, it's a different type of a film, but she did all of the fight choreography on um, Riley Stern's The, the Art of Self Defense and uh, some other folks. And the time periods with which, you know, if they're not big budget films, The the money that you have is limited, and the amount of time that you have to work on the films is truncated considerably. Um, Particularly. So,
2: (laughs) I I think that's a great game plan going in.
1: Yeah, and one of the things that I think that you've done really well is that you managed to be able to seem to push against that, that, that tide. That doesn't seem to be, you make it look easy in overcoming that challenge. Do you feel that that's a product of simply of being around the business, or is it a product of y- your planning and game plan, or is it a product of the fact that you have that 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 long background in the stunt area that your approach to it is perhaps different from other professionals um, in in the area?
2: Uh, it all comes with a lot of experience, uh, but then the the experience at first is overcovering, and then and then the more experience you have, you become more. Uh, likely to take a risk, you know, with, okay, we, you know, we've got it, it's in the can, move on, you know, one time and we're done. You know, the, the, the need isn't there because you're confident enough knowing what you have or what you've got on film to review it straight away and move on to, uh, but having said that, you, you have to plan this stuff. You've got to plan it. You've got to rehearse it. You've got to plan it. You've got to have the time ahead of time to, to work it out. I I draw, some, you know, boards and Shot this and overheads and I do them and redo them and redo them again and again and again until finally I've got it to a point where I can do this really really efficiently uh, you know if there's nothing there's very very little that's winged or improvised in, in, you know, with these kind of schedules you just don't have the time you've got to be absolutely on your game and the homework is, is essential it's also it's also a part of the safety process as well you know sure I've heard of it if you start being silly you know we, we not only in the fight scenes, but I, I deal with you know with special effects and machine guns and shotguns and you know and you know the blanks. You know, if you do something wrong with those, you, you can blind a person or hurt them very very seriously. So you you are you are with you know beholden to, to plan this stuff in great in great detail and get out there and do it uh, and do it as best you can. And sometimes plan falls apart when things don't work. Uh, you've got to be you've got to be you know you've got to be able to have an A and a B and a C, you know, fullback position. It's, you know, it, it, it's sort of fun. It's fun, more fun to look back on it than it is doing it. You don't get any sleep at all. You know, you're hands sure. on at one in, 1 in the morning and then the cool time is 6 or whatever, so you're up at 5 and 3 or 4 hours sleep and you're into it. another day. You know, this last, this last one was particularly exhausting. People got ill from the sun. You know, it's very, very hot and even drinking enough water, you people were just, you know, we're just dropping, you know, like flies. Wow. Uh, and it made concentrating and thinking and focusing. You're know, you dripping your sweat over over your shot list, and you're trying to work out how to how to get the day done as efficiently as possible. But it's worth it, you know. It's, you know the, the the films are fun and they entertain, and, and that's what we're paid to do, and that's what we enjoy doing. Uh, but it but it is a accumulation of experience, homework, but also the fact that comes from a stunt world and, and knowing what is safe and what is isn't, what is achievable quickly and efficiently, and what what is over. Ambitious. I also work with a stunt coordinator, Luke belt who who keeps me grounded as well. You know, certain times I'll push just a little too hard as my job is to, to push. And he'll say, dude, you can't do that. Someone's going to get hurt." Sure. And you're like, "Well, give give me a ratio on, on how likely it is that someone's going to get hurt." More than <laughs> That's <people's it>. <laughs> And he'll say, "Yeah, <laughs> make it eighty or ninety percent chance someone's going to get hurt." At that point, you have to draw back and you rethink the stunt and you rethink how it's done and take a little more time to dig a pit. You know, you know, or, or catcher or whatever, or more pads and then you, you, you redo it. So it's also, you know, having a good team around, watching it, you know, uh, and, and advising and, and throwing in suggestions. And uh, a good idea is very useful as well. Uh, up to the assistant director uh, on this last one. I've worked with a very seasoned assistant director, uh, uh, who, Tony Adler, who was able to throw actual story points in that, that ended up coming to bear and being helpful with, with the film itself. So... It's a uh, it's a group effort. Having a great team around you is very very important. So, well, that's
1: that, that's 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 evident in in the process. And it, and it was and I know we're up against some time, so I just wanted to ask you you know one or two quick questions. One of them was in one of the things that I found really interesting in um, Triple Threat. Now I know a lot of people commented on the fact that the the Asians were the good guys and. Uh, the Westerners were the bad guys. I sort of looked at it a little differently. I say the, the Taekwondo guys appear to be the bad guy and the, uh, the, the Asian, uh, the, the more uh, Chinese uh, and Indonesian martial artists seem to be the good guys. But my, my question about the film was I noticed that one of the things I really loved about it is that many times when, when you see a particularly a, uh, action martial arts film is that there's a certain style that everybody sort of fights in. But in that film, one of the things is you have people there, uh, very, very distinct martial artists, that everybody seemed to be fighting in their own in their own style and doing it in a yeah. way that was, be- very, that was yeah, believable.
2: Very important to us. You know, uh, Tim Mann was the photographer in that movie, and I was very lucky to have him. I just worked with him on Excellent Man. I knew he did the homework, and I knew he took his direction, and I knew he was uh, able to go off and do these without having to be, you know, uh, Sort of to have his hand held, he can do it on his own. He's an extraordinarily disciplined human being as well, you know, will do what it takes to get the job done. And I sat down with him, we had a couple of dinners, I said, Look, you know, each of these fights has to reflect the fighters who are taking part, you know, and I, I need to see their individual techniques. I need, need to feel that we've, we've you know, paid. Uh, respect to their individual styles and he was very very into that and did a great job i thought bringing them out but the guys we were dealing with also were you know top of the game and he, he co is his own choreographer and now has now had his own company at the choreographs fight so he, he got very involved and uh Tony is, is obviously very very verbal in what works with within his you know tie fighting and uh and Tiger Chin is an accomplished stuntman as well. I worked with him as a stuntman on Charlie's Angels. The two of were both stunt Oh, sure. So I so I knew him very well, and he he was obviously very anxious to push his particular, you know, Chinese uh, style of kung fu as well in there. So it was a, uh, it was you know, it was it was mutually beneficial for everyone to get involved and help with the car and throw their ideas into the mix. And Tim, to his credit you know, put his ego aside and allowed that to happen. And that, that's very, very important. And that's, that's another thing that I encourage is putting ego aside and what's best for the movie. The movie must be the dividing, you know, the, it must be the defining presence. It must be the ego, the, the, the story and final product, you know, and we all bow down to that and allow, you know, I'll step back and, and let's take control over fight sequences the way he wants them to be. And he will step back and let me take over the dramatic sequences because we both know that's what's in the best interest of the film. And it's 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 a, it's, a, it's an interesting balance. We both get angry at times and and have to have to have to remember where we are. And and it, but it seems to be the way that works. And, you know, so I appreciate you noticing that. And, and yes, we worked very hard on that triple sure
1: Absolutely, and it's very it's very 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 noticeable. And 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 I I have to say, you know, again, all all of the film stand. Alone. They're all, I think they're all equally as good, and I think they all stand alone with various. Uh, salient, uh, features and, and are all extremely, you know, I, I, I hesitate to use the word enjoyable because I, I think that to some degree there's this certain amount of brutality that maybe doesn't make that part of it enjoyable, but they're, ver- they're all extremely watchable and, and, and interesting. So tell me now, and again, I don't want to hold you. I know that you're in, you're in the middle of a, a process, so I, and I do appreciate the time. Tell me what is, you, you're in the middle of working on this film. What lies ahead for the next, you know, gear for for you. Is it all going to be devoted to this to this one project? Uh, no, no, of I project. I have
2: another picture of Scott that I'm contracted to do, and it's a very very exciting one. It it would take him again in the direction of avengement. Uh, you know, very very interesting character, and, and even further. And I think it's one that would will will be the one that sets him up as a theatrical presence to be respected. You know, he will get he. It's a proper acting part. Uh, and a really, really good story and solid characters. And we're looking at really, really strong supporting cast to bring in on that, you know, name, name value, theatrical name value. Uh, and I'm very excited about doing that one. Uh, beyond that, I have two or other projects in the works. And then I signed with new, uh, representation, uh, uh, major agency who, who are putting me in next year for proper, you know, size studio pictures. So, uh, and these are, these are big, big, uh, theatrical films so the last few years have been fantastic and look to pay off you know knock on wood obviously uh, look to pay off in the most most wonderful way imaginable for a filmmaker you know uh, the kind of people that are talking to me now and calling and, and bringing me in are, uh, the kind of, are the names that were only only imaginable in my, my world of dreams three years ago when I started you know this little run of pictures with Scott so I have an awful lot to be grateful for uh, and you know the, the codex, the, the the byline is just keep working very hard, getting up earlier than everyone else and doing the homework and doing the research and not taking anything for granted. No no job. No job should ever be taken for granted. You know, I learned very early on you should treat everyone like it's your last one, you know, that you need to make that statement on and make it as good as you possibly can. And after a while that becomes Your natural sort of habit, and it and it's a useful one. I've watched too many as an assistant director and as a stunt man. I watched too many directors take the gift of being able to direct a movie for granted and just sort of do the minimal, you know. And and for me, that's a crime. You know, and when I see films that are that are lazily made, I get very very uh, you know passionate. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, I get, I get it, and and, and I will tell you that it, it's quite it is evident. It's evident in the sense that not only you know by contrast, if you look at somebody's film that you feel that you know isn't uh, you know from start to finish uh, uh, doesn't have all those elements, or that you, you, again you know as a, as a, as a paying member of the audience, you go to see a film. That it's not a matter of whether you like it or you didn't like it, but you feel that that's that this was perhaps a throw a throwaway project that's very very disappointing. Oh, yeah. And in all of your in all of your projects, you know, like I said, the, especially the fact that they're all um, they're also engaging and 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 unique and standalone. That, that it's quite obvious that, they're, that, that 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 everyone
2: on it has has worked uh, so hard. Yeah, so, I know. I think I think the days of partying at night in a suit and then coming to work and directing are over. You know, one my, of. My <laughs> one of the greatest inspirations and in the sort of role models at the moment is Chad Stahowski. He was a little older than me and he started ahead of me, but watching and reading about him, you know, the three to four months prep. I mean, he is obviously fortunate. He owns you know, a uh, 8711 at the studio where these guys train, but he uses all of these guys to come up with ideas, to, to rehearse, to try out new routines, to to push the envelope with what's happening. And it's intimidating when you realize that that's your competition and that those are the guys that you're going to have to, you're going up against you know one form or another yes we're much more low budget and 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 but we are at the moment but not you know but that doesn't give you the excuse to slack off the competition is getting up early the competition is doing the homework the competition is using their money their spare time their free time to perfect the craft you have to do if you are going to be taken seriously you've got to do that kind of homework and once you know that, it's liberating. It's like you know, it's okay. It's okay. I, 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 can do this. I can ask people to come in and help out. I can ask to do previews. I can do the rehearsal. I can get out there and I can do what it takes. You know, it's 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 a good time to be making movies right now. It's uh, the you know, we're we're seeing some great great films out there, and I think I think the challenge is to be as good as you know, and try and aspire to be better. And uh, it's tough. The the uh, the bar is pretty high. It,
1: it is. It absolutely is. And, and I think that you continue to contribute towards setting that uh, higher and, and higher. And I think that uh, uh, it, it's exciting to see what's going to come in, in, you know, uh, both as we move forward and as we look back over some of, uh, of, of the work that you've done. So, uh, Jesse V. Johnson, I, I really thank you for talking to our um, listeners today today. Um, for, for those that that are fans of yours, or those that are maybe now becoming exposed to you, you you've done a tremendous job of, uh, you know, of elevating martial arts and action films and, and dramatic films uh, in, in in the you know the the, the entertainment sector. So uh, uh, we look forward to speaking to you further and 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 watching your career um, and, and seeing and seeing what you do, and, and we'll certainly be uh, be covering you know, your, your work as, as we proceed. But I want to thank you for taking time out of your valuable schedule to talk to us today. And, and we look forward to speaking to you in the future. Thank you very
2: much. Really it to be here. Very good. Be well, sir. Thank you. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at
1: believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.